Have you got your headphones on, Ellie? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have, but you haven't plugged the thing in. I don't know. Oh, right. <laughs> I, was, I was laughing at something else. I've accidentally knocked a button. <laughs> a button that we used right at the end of last week's podcast that we did. And I forgot about it. I've just pressed record and the thing is still active. So here we go. You're in. Oh, it's crackly. Yes, why do you think it's... Oh, is this from... Is this so that we can be... Uh, a 1930s radio yeah, show. Yeah, because the last time on the podcast... A lovely cup of tea. The last time on the podcast, <laughs> yours really cuts through a lot better than mine. Mine sounds just ridiculous and distorted. Oh, because I'm... Hang on. <laughs> Look at what I'm doing. Uh, I'm talking into the back of the microphone. I've got oh, the, you the put the microphone round? in the wrong way round. Well, so I'm talking into the wrong side of the microphone. Okay. I'm going, oh, your voice comes across a lot better on record than mine does. Hang on, listeners. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, this would be very confusing. I thought that it was like right. both sides. So, uh, no, you can't. Both sides. What would be the point of that? What because... would be the point of a microphone that works with both sides? Because then you'd be hearing everything that's going on over there when there's nothing going on over there. The point that I was trying to make is at the end of last week's <laughs> podcast... I'd added the sound of record crackle and put the music through a record crackle because we were talking about the sound of old records and I completely forgot about that and I've just opened the podcast and essentially just pressed record and the sound is still going from last time, so I hope... I like that you've gone to your 1930s radio voice it just from the BBC. It sounds right like this, whereas if you just talk like that, it just sounds absolutely ridiculous. But this is what the podcast... If the podcast was done in the 1930s or something, this is how our podcast would sound. <laughs> anyway, I imagine this is very distracting listening. Yeah, sorry, everyone. Should we get rid of that? Yeah. Okay. There we oh, are. That's better. What other things could you put on? Well, we could do sound effect of the week. <laughs> you know, we could go down the sound effects list and you could just say stop, yeah. press on it, and we'll find out what occurs. Yeah. So there's something to look forward to at some point. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. A rather strange start to the podcast. Uh, to be fair, there's never a normal start. I know. Are we definitely back to where we normally are now? Um, two, two, two. Yes, I think we are. Yeah, and your knobs are lined up nicely. Did you want your pop shield? Oh, yeah, and put the pop shield on. Oh. What are you doing? I'm just checking this. You've I, screwed this bit? I haven't screwed a single thing because I can't reach around there. <laughs> Shall I hold it in place whilst you screw, <laughs> screw it in? <laughs> tighten your knob up. What? I don't know. I think I was trying to say tighten your knob up. <laughs> what did you say? Tighten what? I don't Peyton, know. What? Hang on, we'll have to listen to that back. <laughs> you meant to say tighten your knob up. Yeah, it came out wrong. Hang on. Tighten your knob up. Tighten your knob up. Tighten your knob up. Tighten your knob up. It's been a very strange start. There's something odd about this room. It's too <laughs> oh, it's not the room. I think listeners would be going, I don't think it's the room that we think is odd. <laughs> Although in fairness, listeners got more of a listen to the room than they normally would because the, the microphone you had facing well. into, the, into the room rather than facing at me. What would be really frustrating is people, do you mind, David? We were listening to that. <laughs> we were listening to the... Listening to the trams. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Well, in fairness, like a lot of hip-hop art and R&B art, Artists have like sort of weird things that they shout, like wiggity whack or something. Yeah. Shabba. Yeah. Which might mean something. I don't Shabba. know. Yeah, we're not really of that world. No. So. Then again, it's not, they don't just do it in hip hop. It's I mean, Little Richard was doing bebop balooba. What bamboo? Oh, no, that wasn't literally little. Tighten little papa. 
<laughs> Little Richard, he that was a bat babalooba, wasn't it? I was, yeah, I was thinking of Bebop Balooba. Oh, she's my baby. Who's that then? Oh, God, I don't Is that know. Chuck? No, it's not. That's Elvis Presley. Is that Elvis Presley? Could be. Gene Vincent and his Gene. blue caps first recorded it. Everly Brothers did it. Oh, of course. Cliff did it. Boney M did it. Boney M? Yeah. <laughs> I want to find that. Well, that'd be what, odd. We shouldn't really be playing other people's. No, but. Music, technically. No, but... But we can have a little bit of it. We might get away with a little bit. I mean, that would be terrible if, if our podcast gets taken down. off because we played <laughs> Bonnie M's version of Bebop Alooba, Be My Baby. <laughs> I think... And it'd be a shame as well because it's such a good podcast so far. <laughs> Which, technically, until I played the previously on the David Eagle podcast, technically I don't think of the podcast has started. Bebop Alooba. Is it the same one? <laughs> I'm just going to skip ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 17 minutes in, listeners. This isn't on the script, you know. This is... No, this is not what we talked about in the production meeting. I'm afraid we're going to have to lose that DIY feature. Oh, bugger. Oh, and that as well, the buggering feature. I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have to shelve it, the DIY feature. Oh! <laughs> Top draw stuff. No! Well, we sort of did a bit of DIY with the uh, microphone <laughs> assemblage. <laughs> and twisting the knobs and all of that. Oh. All right. Tighten the knob. Oh dear. Welcome to the David Eagle Podcast. Hello. <laughs> and if you're thinking, this sounds good, was the quality always as good as this? Well, let's find out as we listen to some past highlights from other episodes of the David Eagle Podcast in our little previous montage. <laughs> do you think we should do that again? Just talking to our producer. No, that was absolutely, that was, that was the perfect take. The perfect take. We don't normally get it in one take. It's normally about 17 takes. Now you got it in one there, mate. Got it in one. Absolutely brilliant. Well done there, Ellie, putting the uh, microphone on the wrong way. Thought yeah. that really added something there. Absolutely brilliant. Anyway, play the, play the previously section. <laughs> right out, cover. <laughs> <laughs> Previously on the David Eagle podcast. A rather disreputable people who had their testicles shaved. Gonna keep it wild tonight. Now, one, two, three, here we go. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Ah. Nice one, Terry. Nice one. Hello, everybody. Right, comedy time. And the woman, what have you? You've got a tail, not a problem, what they call it, like I've got. So you shut up, you. You don't know that about it. We have been contacted by the Illuminati. I'll tell you one thing. If my mate Ruben got his hands on you, it's spanking. It's the David Eagle Podcast. Tighten up. <laughs> it's the David Eagle Podcast. With me, David Eagle, oh, and me, B. Bob <laughs> She's my baby, Ellie Skinner. It's very exciting for Ellie. Uh, mm. She's feeling particularly giddy. She always knew she was doing well by being with me, but uh, she is with a superstar right oh. now uh, because I got a very unusual treat from Southport Comedy Festival. One of the finest acts on the international comedy circuit, David Eagle. Bearing in mind that last month, as you heard on the David Eagle <laughs> podcast, I was in a rough Kent pub being told that I'd have my okay. shit kicked out of me yeah. if I didn't uh, sh shut up doing comedy. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> I've gone from that you know, four weeks later to uh, being heralded one of the finest acts on the international comedy circuit. So things really looking up for me. So you got the podcast for free at the moment, but it's only a matter of time, listeners, before all that changes. Oh, one thing we should mention, Eddie. Yeah. A few weeks ago on the podcast, we were talking about your laugh, weren't we? Oh, yeah. Sounding like Boise's laugh. From Only Fools and Horses. Just in case you're wondering which Boise we're referring to. Yeah. Out of the many Boises that there are in the world. Well, you know. That was very good there. She provided a, a, a Boise aid. <laughs> okay. One of the finest acts on the international comedy circuit. At your service. <laughs> Obviously, since that time, Boise has died. Yes. And John Chalice, the actor. Yes. <laughs> Again, just in <laughs> well, case we listeners. just refer to him as his character. No, no. That's what people will do with me. They'll say David Eagle. They won't, they won't, they won't say Abdul uh, Smith. <laughs> anyway, it's an odd thing because obviously he died about two weeks after we had done that. Because some people are about a few weeks behind on the podcast. They might hear it and not realise that it was done a few weeks before he died. Mm. So I don't know, maybe we should have gone back and gave a little trigger warning. Oh, don't say Trigger's dead as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, think, he is. Is he? Yeah. All oh, right. <laughs> Not in the last day or so. No, no, no. He's a few years. Oh, thank goodness for that. Well, no. <laughs> No, I mean, like, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to be problematic. Anyway, so sad news about John Chalice. What I found lovely after he died was to find out that he'd become friends with the rapper Ice-T over Twitter and that they used to share little exchanges at Christmas over Twitter, which is really nice. Well, Ellie, that's a wonderful link. Talking of Ice-T, oh, yeah. because it is the epic dinner. What we've, it's a very sad news about John Chalice, is what we're trying to say. Yeah. But uh, we'll always remember. He's, he's remembered now by Ellie's laugh. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Great tribute, Ellie. Thanks. Um, so there we go. I mean, it may have sounded very glib that, but what we were basically trying to say was very strange because actually when I did put the podcast out, a part of me thought, I wonder if he's dead. So I and Googled probably about a week before Boise died. Yeah. Is Boise dead? He obviously didn't die under any kind of... No, but I'm saying he didn't die under any nefarious circumstances. No. But if something had happened, they'd searched people's records and they said, ah, oh, there's someone here in Sheffield who's just Googled, is Boise dead? I'd be then incriminated in some kind of thing. So fortunately, that didn't occur and all is well. But if you remember, listeners, a few seconds ago, I'd done an absolutely exemplary link before I then apologised to <laughs> maybe it being a little bit too glib and then I made it even made more it even glib. <laughs> that's, sometimes that's just what happens. When you're dealing with one of the finest acts on the international comedy circuit, things things like that will happen. <laughs> I, I'm living dangerously. You're on the edge. Well, enough about my tryst with uh, one of the members of you two. I like the idea of a trigger warning. Did Trigger have like a laugh or anything about him? Uh, no, but he did call Rodney Dave. So there you go. And then, and then so that could be in... a trigger warning. If I'm saying something that might kind of ruffle feathers, we could get uh, Trigger just saying Dave. Yeah. Or, Brilliant. Can or... we get that as a sound effect there, Ellie? <laughs> I mean, really, I should be asking the producer. Oh, I'm sorry, mate, uh, my, my hands are tied. <laughs> well. <laughs> this is Trigger's best Dave moments. Right, so we might be able to clip one of these out. That's the way to do business, Dave. <laughs> Dave, 
You could use that. There we go. Maybe that'll become a, a another part of the <laughs> tapestry of the David Eagle podcast. We're just going to start weaving in members of Only Fools and Horses. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Okay, there it is. Oh, at some point, you're just going to have to do a supercut of all my weird laughs. I think so. Maybe for the Christmas one. I have a little. Oh, what? If I can do, do have bells with just me laughing. Oh, I do have a quiz idea involving your laughs. Oh God. Okay. It's amazing. You might think, oh, he's planning for stuff for Christmas. You'd never think it listening to this. <laughs> all of <laughs> the energy, all of the energy's gone into the Christmas uh, scene. We've just got to wade through this until we get to December. Exactly. Just you wait, though, listeners. <laughs> it's going to be... <laughs> right. Talking of iced tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the epic denouement Ooh. of Herbal Tea of the Week, our cold brew series. We're going to periodically go down into the kitchen to sample three teas. Only one of them will be qualifying for the coveted position of overall champion. Will it be Birdhouse Breathe Easy, which is the current champion, or will this week's rather controversial herbal tea prove the victor? <laughs> we shall find out uh, this week, of course. What are you doing? I'm just taking a picture of that cloud because it looks like oh. a bird. <laughs> While I'm talking, Ellie is taking pictures of clouds from the window. <laughs> it looks like She's a bird. She's got her head in the clouds, it's literally. Like a ghostly bird. Not only is she trying to point the microphones out the window, but she's pointing <laughs> a camera out the window. Well, talking of clouds, Ellie, can Breathe Easy from Birdhouse reign supreme? Oh, I'd say what you did there. Will Breathe Easy from Birdhouse be on cloud nine? Oh, yeah. Or will... <laughs> will the new tea rain on its parade? Awesome, yes. I mean, you're using rain again, but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, but... It's fine. There's not a lot of things you can do with cloud. Oh, I'm sure you could. I'm sure we could. Wait till the Christmas episode. <laughs> so the, the reason it's controversial, the herbal tea that we're going to choose, is because it's the tea that did the worst mm. in our hot herbal tea series. But our other two teas as well. Mm. We have the one that did so well before Breathe Easy came in, and it was winning for about five weeks for our cold brew tea, and that is mint chocolate chip from Tea Pigs. So yeah. there will be a hot tea, the resurgence of a hot tea. Yeah. But also, we're going to try the winner, the controversial winner, and we will talk about this a little bit later on, of the hot herbal tea of the week series, and that was the Cacao Maca Magic. Cacao. Oh, this is cacao Mike. Cacao Maca Magic. Ba, 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 ba. Yes, Cacao <laughs> Maca Magic. Hey, but what uh, are we doing with it this time? We're going to have it cold. Yeah. So, teas that were previously hot will be having cold. Teas that were previously having cold will be hot. We are rule breakers. Mixing it up. On the David Eagle podcast. Also, some stories as well from my time doing the theatre production, The Ballad of Johnny Longstaff. Also coming up, cassette roulette. Ellie has put her hand in my big box. Mere hours ago, she pulled out a cassette. That's the sound of the cassette, but we want to hear the sound on the cassette. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not that interesting a feature. If it's <laughs> Imagine just me that. Wiggling a cassette. This week's cassette roulette. Let's hear it, Ellie. 
There we are. Thank you very much. If you want to find out what's on the cassette, wait till Christmas <laughs> for the big reveal. So we're going to find out what's on that cassette. It could be from anywhere, from my childhood up to my teenage years. And it could involve me or it could be from the radio. Who knows? Well, we'll find out very soon on Cassette Roulette and Spammer Time. And it may be one of the... Well... I think it may be one of the last weekly spammer times. Yeah. Because essentially a lot of the emails sort of amount to the same thing. They're all cons. Yeah. Basically spammer time is where we go through the junk mail folder or something that Ellie's been sent on Instagram or something yeah. that qualifies as spam and we have a little chance about it. But first, we should really get to, because as I say, it's a three-pronged mm. attack when it comes to herbal tea of the week. So let's head down to the kitchen for part one of this epic herbal tea of the week sequence. Some folks like plain tea, others like tea herbally But this is the feature that reviews herbal tea verbally We'll give it a smell, we'll give it a drink And then we will tell you what we think Tea is the subject on which we will speak In our exciting feature, Herbal Tea of the Week Okay, I'm going to close the door to outside because this is very exciting. It is the final week of Herbal Tea of the Week and we do not want our neighbours issuing bootleg recordings of Herbal Tea of the Week. We don't want word getting out. So I have closed the doors. The windows are closed. We do not want this being leaked. The time has arrived to join us in the kitchen for the denouement of Herbal Tea of the Week. All we need now, um, well, I think we should, we should see why we should have any problems with this. I'll just uh, turn on the gas, Ellie. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> That's what we call satire. Yeah. So up until last week, Ellie, yeah. the reigning champion in our cold brew Herbal Teas was from Tea Pigs. Yeah. And this was quite interesting, uh, we, we found, because um, previously on the Hot series, it was tea pigs that had the worst rated tea. So we thought this could be very exciting if in the hot tea it was the worst, but then the tea pigs ended up being the best in the cold brew. But it was then usurped last week by Breathe Easy from Birdhouse. But yeah. Birdhouse, they cannot breathe easy yet because they are not currently well they are currently the winners but there is still one more tea in the offing but before we do that the first thing is we're going to try the reigning champion for about four or five weeks in the cold brew category which was tea pigs mint chocolate chip mm. we're going to try it hot now this let's one. start with tea pigs mint chocolate chip hot Chocolate and peppermint herbal infusion with natural flavourings. What's special about this tea? A classic combination. Mint choc chip ice cream, after dinner minty dark chocolates, a super retro pairing. We have put together our finest peppermint leaves and added yummy chocolate pieces to deliver a slightly indulgent drink with three calories per cup. Cocoa husk, peppermint, chocolate chips, natural cacao flavouring, natural peppermint flavouring, and why not try iced, which is why we used we it in We did this. try it iced and it it went very well indeed. Yeah. But will it score well when it comes to trying it hot? So when it was cold brew, it got 8 and 8 out of 10 for smell. And for the taste, it was 10 out of 10 from both of us. Mm. 
It's very different, isn't it? Very different indeed. It's very minty. Yeah. I'm gonna, I really like it though. It's not got the same smell level for me. Well, I don't know. It hasn't got that chocolatiness that it did when it was cold. I'm disagreeing and I really like oh, it. Oh, okay. I'm vacillating. <laughs> we often do vacillate. We salivate and we vacillate. I don't vacillate. Well, you do. <laughs> you vacillated. Notoriously you vacillated when it came to the cacao maga magic. I don't think that was a vacillation. Oh, it certainly was, that was that a vacillation. A You're on record as vacillating. I think it was a U-turn. It's not unpleasant. Certainly isn't. But it's not as nice as I think it was when cold. So I'm going to give it a six for smell. Whereas I am absolutely loving it. I think I'm going to go for an eight. Mm. I am really liking that smell. For me, the chocolate is coming out and the mintiness is coming out and it's lovely. It is quite ice creamy, which is really weird because smelling it, I'm getting that kind of mint chocolate ice cream, but also my nose is feeling the heat. Now it's time to try it for taste. I'm a bit disappointed. It's nice. Well, what the smell promised, the taste isn't delivering. Mm. So I may only give it a six for taste, but let's just add some oat milk to it and let's see what happens. It's like a minty mud to me. Ooh. It's better with the oat milk. It's better with the oat milk. It's a rounder flavour. Mm. Oh, that's a bit better, second sip. I think a six mm. for taste. So yeah, I'm on a five. It's respectable. It's... I do like it. It's not at all unpleasant. Yeah, it's not horrible. It's just not very exciting. Herbal tea of the week. Oh, I accidentally uh, put one of the podcast reviews on at the end there, Ellie. <laughs> 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 Listeners. Very good, David. Very good. Thanks, mate. What are we saying then for that particular tea? Hot. Hot tea pigs mint choc chip. We got 14 on smell and 11 on taste. So that gives it 25 out of a possible 40. Yeah. Didn't we say that it had to get uh, over 30 to I qualify so, as a nice yeah. cup of tea? Yeah. So you will not be hinny. Hinny. <laughs> I'm sorry to say for our Newcastle listeners there. It's near for you, Hinny. Sorry, Hinny. There'll be nab binny for ye. As Tom. Tom here from the Jennings advert. <laughs> I've tried to stay off the drink, so I'm enjoying listening to Herbal Tea of the Week on the David Eagle podcast. <laughs> Oh, it's very good. I, I, you managed to get that. A bit of a coup, that one, wasn't it, David? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Our producer's been out sort of getting little jingles then. I didn't know he'd got that one. Thank you very much. I want pain, though. Oh, God. He's, he wants pain? He wants... No, he wants pain. Oh. <laughs> I want pain. I want pain, uh, though. That's why my hands are tied. <laughs> he wants his bondage. I was wondering why you were saying your hands were tied earlier. I thought... <laughs> Time. <laughs> Ellie, you received an Instagram post. Yes, I did. An Instagram message last night. It wasn't to the David Eagle Instagram account. This was to my crochet account. Um, oh, listeners <laughs> might be thinking, how can we find the crochet account? Can... Is it for anybody or is it for... Yeah, anyone can find it. It's uh, Overhill's Crochet. Have a little look. It's very oh, nice. Overhill's Crochet. Okay, fair enough. And this is a message from someone called Joss LaRue, who has the total of nine followers. A message it's got a picture of the New York City Journal. The message says, Hey, hope you're doing well. We're doing a special feature in collaboration with the NYC Journal titled Top 30 Inspiring Women of 2021. 
21. So clearly I've made it, David. Well. They've heard the podcast. Hang on. Is this your work? Walking, I can't can't say anything. My lips are sealed. Oh, it's that bondage again, isn't it? It's that gag. Uh, It was was a good gag. No, I mean the, the gag. Anyway, anyways. If you want to the be confusion f- there, this is Jimmy and the producer. Sorry about that. Uh, if you want to be featured in it, DM us at Thoughtful Media, and then it goes charges applicable. So they charges. want me to pay. A couple of days ago, I was branded one of the finest acts on the international <laughs> comedy circuit. The next day, you're potentially one of the most thirty inspiring women. The NYC Journal, but they've got things on like the truth you never knew about Kendall Jenner's diet. U.S. life expectancy crashed Don't down you know in Kendall Jenner is? Who's Kendall Jenner? Um, she, it sounds like just someone the... like from Cumbria or something. Who's coming out? Kendall Jenner. She's, oh, yeah. She's one of the younger Kardashian sisters. I love it if she's called Kendall Jenner because she loves Kendall Mint Cake. Mm. And it's like a nickname for her. And one of the Kardashians is just on the reality TV show, just scoffing Kendall Mint Cake. <laughs> And that all the others are really into fashion. And then you've got this really sort of really fat, not fashion conscious woman sort of just shoving Kendall Mint in her face. And they don't really want to show her, but they're like, no, you've got to show the whole family. You can't. It's got to be warts and all. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't know about describing a, a woman as warts and all and fat and scoffing cake. Well, she's Kendall Mint Cake. If, you're gonna, if you eat loads of Kendall Mint Cake, you're going to get fat, aren't you? Yeah. Anyway, other people will know who Kendall Jenner is because she is very well known. Oi, Trigger! Dave. All right, Dave. We've got to get the sound effect there for uh, Trigger trigger warning there if anyone's offended. (laughs) I mean, it's worrying when the trigger warning comes afterwards. (laughs) Uh, Right. Well, very squeaky chair, this, isn't it? Really? Maybe we need to tighten up some uh, Some knobs. knobs. (laughs) (laughs) Tighten up. That's not actually my chair. It's it's, uh, it's the producer struggling in the corner there. I'm not leaving until I've had my wicked way. Oh, please, Tom. Please. (laughs) Which neatly segues into part two of Herbal (laughs) Tea of the Week. Herbal Tea of the Week. What? I've got a little hand blender for whisking up the, the milk for the cacao mac and magic and it hasn't got the end on it. So now I've got to find that. Oh, there it is. Oh, there we are. <laughs> That's, there's a drama for you. <laughs> it sounds like it's talking, doesn't it? Should I bring it nearer the microphone? Oh. Mm, this could end well. Sounds like it's talking. So Ellie is currently blending the cocoa maca matcha tea. It's got no matcha in it. This is where it was, oh. this is where it was This is where the controversy came from. It doesn't have any tea in it. It's a herbal drink. And yet it won, of yeah. course, the hot herbal tea of the week. So the first series was hot teas and the winner, very controversially, was something called Cacao Maca Magic. Cacao Maca latte from pocket teas and the reason it was controversial was because it didn't really have any tea content in but by the time we'd realized that it was too late it had won the coveted prize and partially because we were doing description then 
Yes, it rated very highly on description. And even more controversially, even though it got a very high score on taste, Ellie then, after she'd already scored it on taste and she'd put her score down in writing on the scoreboard on the fridge, she then said, no, no, I'm not enjoying this at all. It's left a clagginess in my mouth. Because of that, it would lose another three points or so, but it was too late. And so very controversially, it won. And now, perhaps, even more controversially, we're going to taste it cold brewed. Now, Ellie. Yeah. If it won the hot competition, why shouldn't it be in the running? Well, firstly... It's not being cold brewed to the okay. same. Okay, so now it would be very because, controversial. Yeah, then. because the others have all been cold brewed for about twenty four hours each and actually brewed. This is just being mixed with some milk. Okay, that's not really brewing. It's just cold milk. So we're and just also, doing this. We're just doing this as a bit of fun. I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds it, doesn't it? <laughs> we don't often have a bit of fun on the podcast, but this is just a bit of fun before we get into the serious territory of scoring of our final tea. our final herbal tea of the week. Yeah, in the cold brew series. But so, we were just interested to know what this was going to be like cold because it was. I really liked it hot. Ellie initially liked it hot, but then claggy. It went claggy. Will it go claggy? Cold. We'll find out. So just Ellie, just explain how you've prepared this particular tea. Or well, yeah. if we can call it a tea. It's, we can't call it a tea, it's a hot chocolate. <laughs> but it won. It, it won, I know, and it, so I know, and it shouldn't have done. If we recap the ingredients, it's cocoa powder, blue Weber agave inulin, chatevan powder, <laughs> <laughs> ginger root powder, maca roasted root powder, Ceylon cinnamon bark powder, cardamom pod powder, licorice root powder, ashwagandha root powder, cinnamon bark holistic extract, cardamom pod extract. So I've just blended a little bit of it with some hot water so that it melts in. And that was the sound you heard that was almost talking. And now I've added some more oat milk to have it cold. And it does say sweeten with some honey. But But we didn't do that last time, did we? We didn't do that. I might have had a little bit in. No, I don't think you did. That would have been even more controversial. Well, oh, we're in very controversial. Yeah, but I've been putting, we've I done put it with sugar in my teas, not never, in the cold. Brews. But we've never been doing that with the hot ones. Yeah, I did. I what? put sugar in my teas. What, listeners? I she, didn't put it in yours. Has she ever said this before? Well, has she ever matter? revealed this? I would like them. Less I imagine if they listener, like regular week. listener Phil will be up in arms. Well, I can't mine. believe you. But I'm not putting honey in because it's a cold blend. It's not going to mix in. I had absolutely no idea you've been sugaring <laughs> your teas. So many revelations, but that was always going to happen on Herbal Tea of the Week. It's difficult to do a feature like this where you're rating herbal teas without controversy, without the occasional arguments, and of course, it's never going to be void of drama. This is what we spend our day off doing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cluggy, cold, hot chocolate on the way. I mean, it's a lovely smell. It smells nice. Yeah. I'd say reminiscent of how it was when it was hot, but, yeah. but just not quite as... It doesn't hit the back of no. the throat in the same way. Well, it's not quite as um, astringent. Yes. Well, as astringent more of negative connotations, probably, isn't it? I mean, it's not as pervasive. Even that probably as, as I was thinking pungent, but that's not no, good no, either. No, that's not good either. Odorous. Um, as, <laughs> as, as pronounced. That works. So it's difficult to give it a score because 
The smell doesn't come out as much. So I'm on, my only be able to say six for smell because it's just, I can't really smell too much. What I'm smelling, I'm liking, but I can't smell a lot. I can smell quite a bit. I can smell the ginger, I can smell the cinnamon. But I really like what I can smell. I'm going for a seven for smell. Okay, let's give it a taste then. Oh, it's lovely. I am liking it, but will Ellie, we're waiting for Ellie's response. So I've had two she, swigs. Has clagginess occurred yet? I don't think it is. I don't think it is as claggy as before, but I'm waiting. Oh! I am liking that. It's, it's weird, because it's like drinking a a fancy milkshake. What were those milkshakes oh. we used to get in the 90s? I don't know, really. And 2000s. Oh. It was in like a white bottle. That's not helpful for you, you're blind, but a white bottle. Oh, I'm going to have to look it up. Oh, it's lovely. Because I haven't drunk a milkshake in ages, because it's really hard to when you're lactose intolerant. I think that's getting a 10 for me for taste. Oh. It's not quite like the Crusher milkshakes, but it's like when we had Nesquik ones. Ah, okay. And had, like, yes, and there were those little powdery bits in yeah. Yeah, and you just added. So because it's got that texture to it, mm. you blend it up yourself. I like it. I bloody like it. That mm. is much. A... It's much nicer cold. Yeah. So that's going to 10 from me. Ellie, what are you saying? I'm going to give it an 8. Okay. Because it's still a little bit bitty. Yeah, but I like that. And because I'm, I think because I'm not I'm used, chomping at the bit. I'm not used to having something that's all milky. I do mm. have a bit of a film on my mouth. But it's okay. not the level of clagginess that we got from Hot. And listeners might be thinking, oh, brilliant, when can we see this film on Ellie's mouth? The Ellie's mouth cam. <laughs> I don't think she meant like that. Sorry to disappoint. Herbal tea of the week. 31. I mean, that is quite surprising because that it only just qualifies as a nice cup of tea. But it's not a tea. But it's bloody lovely is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it's a nice drink. It's. A, I'm sorry. Benny will sing. Okay. And she will claim it. And the, the time... Well, she will. She bloody don't... It came interrupting. Well, the 90s milkshake I couldn't remember before was a Yazoo. Right. The only way is up. Is that Yazoo? Yeah. Yes, the only way is up. Well, is it? Is it indeed? Well, we'll find out. Can creme caramel prove that mantra to be correct? We'll find out in part three of the Herbal Tea of the Week. But before that, Binny, sing it. The nice cup of tea. Thank you, Binny. The nice cup of hot chocolate. It's a nice cup of tea. It's not a tea. Ellie. Mm. So obviously I have been doing The Ballad of Johnny Longstaff, our theatre production. Yeah. Remember a couple of weeks ago I mentioned that we did a sign language one? Yeah. Did I mention that actually on this on the podcast? Well, maybe not. You might have just told me. Yes, I think I did. Because now and again I forget <laughs> that we have conversations that aren't on the podcast. We have to stop doing that because it yeah. makes life a lot trickier. Oh, we should dedicate this podcast to the poor lady <laughs> who there was an audio-described performance on. She was there in a separate booth describing the entire thing, the entire performance she described. And there were quite a few blind people in the audience as well. But for whatever reason, it turned out that all of the blind people just said, "Ah, oh, no, it's absolutely fine. We're not really that. We don't. We don't need the audio description because essentially, in fairness, it is like singing and a voice. So actually, the audio description might be distracting. But yeah. this lovely woman, who was a volunteer, I think, so not even yeah. getting paid for this, just gave her time, turned up to the theatre, and thought that she knew there was like twenty blind people in the audience. 
And it was only afterwards that she said, oh, how many was I describing? She said, oh, nobody got the headset to the end. You'd have thought. But at would, least one. Someone at the theatre would have just said, oh, there are 20 blind people in today. But instead, they just went, no, nobody. So she just spent 90 <laughs> minutes just talking, talking to, to herself, herself, essentially in a soundproof booth. Sounds very p- familiar. <laughs> She was, in a, she was in a soundproof booth with headphones on, listening to the theatre show with a screen, watching yeah. the theatre show and just commentating on the theatre show to herself. <laughs> Describing the colour of the clothes. I'd love to have heard it. Oh, I wish there was a recording. Because, of course, we've kind of covered a bit of audio description before with Princess Margaret on The Crown. It wasn't <laughs> quite as erotic as that no. in our production. <laughs> I mean, the most erotic thing was nearly when I was on, landed on top of a dog. <laughs> so, yeah, you had a, a sign language performance. Yes, we did. And that is wonderful. She was absolutely wonderful. And we did it with her before. And she follows us around the stage. So it's not just like she's just there in the corner doing it. Yeah. Like, she's there with us. And the bit where I jump onto the, off the stage, she jumps with me. <laughs> and so it was great. It's like having my own stunt double. Um <laughs> And then, and it's really interesting as well when I talk about her, because there was bits where I would talk about her and I, and I was saying, like, do you have to sign everything that I'm saying? Yeah. And she'd have to sign, do I, do I have to sign everything I'm saying? And then so I would be like, oh, the person signing this uh, performance is one of the best sign language uh, people <laughs> in the world. And I'd be like, she's not very modest, though, and, and all of this. Well known on the international circuit. And it completely lifted the performance. Yeah. And like having her there made it feel like a completely different experience. And we weren't worried about forgetting anything or doing anything like that because her presence there following us around the stage and being in the middle, because it would be like me, Jack, her and then Sean <laughs> so we wouldn't be the three of us she'd be yeah. just there in the middle and so like and also she'd be like waving her hands about and she'd be um well she'd be signing David <laughs> well yeah I'm not suggesting oh yeah we thought she was signing just, turns out she's got she's epilepsy at the um, <laughs> oh sorry hang on oh trigger Dave all right Dave trigger warning uh thank you <laughs> thanks trigger um <laughs> But no, she'd be doing that. But also, she'd be doing lip reading as well. For anyone who's like, so she'd be like, you'd hear like, oh yeah, because like when people sign, they do a lot of facial expressions because it's part of the language yeah. and they yeah. But mouth. it was brilliant. So many people afterwards who just said it was an absolute joy to watch the, the way that we interacted with her, the way that she interacted with us, and interacted with the whole performance. The crowd were with us. Like the audience were fully with us all of the way. Unfortunately, there was no deaf people in, but there were twenty blind people. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was, I don't know how many, it's difficult to know how many people were actually utilising the sign language, but in some ways it didn't matter, even if there wasn't a single deaf person there, mm. because it elevated the performance so much. We had uh, one person said it was like watching ballet, it was just like so brilliantly choreographed and yeah. and just brought so much more into the performance. So a lot of people were saying like, if that happens again, I'm not deaf, but I want to come, come to, to see that performance. One. Yeah, She said that you do sign differently depending on accents so there are regional signings yeah, regional That's signings cool. I mean I knew there was like American sign language and British and then presumably each language has got their own version but I didn't know if there was regional accents in signing that's cool yeah I don't know how that works I did ask a Yorkshire signer how, how he did it yeah and he said eee pie gum and I thought no one will no one will see you doing that oh. yeah, I just made that up just oh. then just literally on the spot. International <laughs> comedian. <laughs> and I, I asked a Geordie, he said, oh, you know, how do you do the signing with your hands? He said, ah, nah, why, I? 
He does it with his eye, apparently. Oh, I was thinking way high man. No, what? Like, oh, way high man. Way high man. Actually, that's quite good. Yeah. With his high man. Oh, dear God. With a high man. How are you doing oh, then? Oh, my God. Can we move on? <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> We're back to high mans again. Londoners, they're just cock and ee. Oh, hey. cock on you got a choice, depending on which bit of London you're from. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we better hurry up, actually, because yeah, we, we, need, to have we need to have some food. And we're going to get Chinese tonight. <laughs> nah, I'm fine with just the Australian, thanks, Dave. <laughs> Oi, trigger! Dave! Oh, there's a trigger warning. Uh, oh, right. But anyway, I wasn't even going to talk about the sign now. All right. The reason oh, I was actually... mentioning that, I was going to mention that one of our gigs yeah. was captioned Oh, right. So there's, like, subtitles on. But they tried to subtitle all of the little ad-libs. The trouble is they'd watched a recording. The the (laughs) person who's doing the caption had watched a recording of it, but not realised that the ad-libs don't happen all of the time. (laughs) So there was a bit where it said one thing on the captions, and And I said something something completely different, and Sean says, it doesn't say that on the captions. (laughs) And then the captions didn't say him saying. But in the captions, they can't. They're not updating the captions live. It's just like he just literally presses a button. Yeah. And and it just goes to the next slide. (laughs) In some ways, you get better value if you're watching the captions and watching this. You've got both jokes now. (laughs) And the the ad lib as well that Mm. came within the first ten seconds of the performance. So if you're watching the captions, (laughs) you've essentially the only bit that was accurate was "Good evening, (laughs) good evening," and then there was. This joke that never happened. Yeah. Three people might have been laughing at that. Three deaf people <laughs> laughing at that. And uh, meanwhile, I'm saying something completely different. There was one person in the audience. We were singing a song. She was joining in really loudly. Oh, because she got the captions. Well, this is the thing. And we were like, it was really distracting. And, and there's a bit in the thing. You'll know which bit it is. But there's a bit where Sean's singing this really slow song. Yeah. And he goes, Jim and Jack and Ernie, Norman, Les and me. Jim, Jack, Ernie, Norman, Les. And then there's a pause before the me. And she just really loudly goes, me. <laughs> <laughs> on the screen. I love the idea of it. I love the idea of it being like slightly deaf so she doesn't know how loud she's singing. Yeah. She's looking at the captions. But we're thinking, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> and I was thinking, if she continues to do this in the second half, it's going to be really awkward. Because as we said about the guide dog thing... <laughs> That's more somber yeah. in the second half. Anyway, what happened was someone from the theatre came and said, I think we might have to have a word with her if that's all right with you because we've had at least five people complained. And she said, we think she's a bit drunk as well. And the thing is, is she drinks a bit more. Yeah. And, well, you'll know what it's like, Tom. Aye, I will. I've changed my ways now, though. Basically, they went into the, they went to where she was and they said, I'm really sorry, but it's not really a sing-along thing. And she was really drunk and she was like really loud. And she's like, if you didn't want us to sing along... Why have you put the words on? <laughs> and they're like, no, it's the captioning for the for the deaf. <laughs> for anyone who needs captioning. She's like, well, I would. I, I, it seems a bit silly to me to put the words on if you don't want people to join in. <laughs> anyway, there's a few stories, uh, but we should really get on to part three of Herbal Tea of the Week. Our because final tea. This is the final tea. Herbal Tea of the Week. We almost had a nightmare there, David. What? I was just going to open my notes of the the scores of all the different teas, and it accidentally deleted itself. They do not want the truth to out. No, so I'm having to just recover it. Oh my God. <laughs> but we we might have lost it. We'd have to go through the podcast. I'd have to listen back. Oh, God. Who wants to do that? <laughs> the truth will out. Truth with a big T. Truth with a capital T. Ellie. Yeah. 
It has got in it rooibos, caramel pieces, which are condensed skim milk, sugar glucose syrup, butter, humectant, sorbitol, emulsifier, mono... Um, it sounds more like some sort of wallpaper paste, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> than a drink. Diglycerides of fatty acids and their natural flavourings. So, the actual description... <laughs> I mean, and I just... I think you'll remember when I get to the end of the description why we got cross with it. Okay. Um, but remember, we don't, we're not viewing it, listeners, no. on description this time. Simply this is just taste. supplementary information. This tea has it all. It's naturally caffeine-free, but can be drunk with milk, like your regular cuppa. The chunks of caramel give it a sweet, creamy, comforting richness. Oh, yes, I do remember. To rival any scrumptious dessert. Oh, scrumptious, yes. Yeah. But also, wasn't this controversial because you sometimes didn't get... A kernel of caramel in well there. next sentence we can't guarantee all temples contain caramel chunks but if you do get all 15 full of chunks you've really hit the sweetness jackpot oh and there are only two calories in a cup but that can't i don't think that can be true if you get if you get all, a lot of ca- caramel chunks because surely that adds the calories so I don't yeah. quite understand that. But anyway, but also, it's a very controversial tea. Having a caramel tea that potentially doesn't have, have any, any caramel, caramel in. in. If this, but we have to try and put this bias, this, these prejudices, we have to try and put it aside, Ali. Yes. So Because um, we're viewing it on smell well, and taste alone. Cr- okay, well, it's time to smell, it's time to taste. The cup is going up to my nose. Oh. That's more fruity than I yeah. thought it was going to be. I like it. It's almost got an oranginess to it now. Yeah. It's nice, but there's a weird combination of f- this orangey fruitiness and the... It's quite sweet The chocolatiness, smelling. and it's very sweet smelling. <sighs> let's give our words to our scores after three, okay. Ellie. One, two, three, six. six. We both said six. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, it's all it right. It's... It can't win. It's time to taste Tea Pig's Creme Caramel. It's got a long way to go, though, to be Creme de la Creme. In fact, I think it's impossible for it to be Creme de la Creme. I think it's impossible for it to beat Birdhouse's Breathe Yeah, with that smell score. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. But let's see if it can at least get up there. But the only way we can find out whether it can get up there is for us to get it down there. <laughs> What the heck? <laughs> Not in the slightest. It's it's got nothing oh. to it. It's like a slightly flavoured water. I think we've ended on a bit of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I. Oh, it's not. I was going to say it's not unpleasant, but your reaction... No, I think it is a bit unpleasant. It tastes like just water with a bit of an underlying something. If we wanted to be, it's if we bland. wanted to increase the drama, then we'd have just, we would have given this the highest score and it would be a massive upset, but we're not about that. We've got to do this properly. You know, it would just, it would destroy, if we just went, oh yeah, well that'd be the most dramatic thing to do, then where was our, where would our journalistic integrity be? <laughs> With that in mind, let's give our taste scores, Eddie, after yeah. three. One, two, three, five. Four. Ooh. A four from Ellie, a five from me. <laughs> it's done it again. It's okay, so 21 overall as a teetotal, which means it is not a nice cup of tea. It is not a nice cup of tea. Binny does not sing. No. 
And previously, ignoring the description points, it got 24. It's done even worse. So it was 13 for smell and 11 for taste, and it's dropped down to 9 for taste. So there we go. I feel like I've sullied my palate. Mm. It's time to do the rundown. Okay, I just need to get some water to try and clear that from my face. Okay, it's time for the top 10 teas. Of the 10 teas that we've tasted. The top 10 teas are the 10 teas we've tasted in the cold brew Herbal Tea special. of the Week Summer Special Series. Okay, number 10, unsurprisingly, Tea Pig's Creme Caramel, <laughs> with a total tea total of 21 points. Then the next one, Hoogly Apricot Blossom. You got it, then the next one. Sorry. You have to say... <laughs> At nine. At number like, nine. Sorry, sorry. Number nine is Hoogly Apricot Blossom White Tea with a tea total of 24. And that's up three from the... Tea Pigs. Tea Pigs at number ten. Number eight, Samovar. First tasting of Samovar teas, I think. We didn't have any in the hot tea. So the first entry for Samovar Spring Oh, morning. I like that. First entry. Sorry, so it might be <laughs> at the top 40. Comes in at number eight. Um, top 40. Spelled differently, yep. of course. There. Spring morning, tea total of 25. Joint number six. Ooh. So that's Birdhouse Pomegranate Pearl and Hoogly Blueberry Muffin, both with 27 points. Number five, we've got Birdhouse Hello Sunshine with 28 points. Um, number four. I love it. Imagine if this is like what Bruno Brooks and Mark Goodyear used to do for the top five. Um, hang yeah. on, the, 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 yeah, the music would have, have run them... out absolutely ages Look, ago. They would have them written in actual order. I'm having to scroll oh, through a document to go up and down. Okay, fair enough. Because it's notes and it's hard to. Fair anyway, enough. Right, what am I at? Number four. Number four. four. <laughs> <laughs> Samovar Alhambra. Uh, it got 19 out of 20 on taste, but its smell let it down slightly. It got 33 points overall. Then, number three? Yes. Yes. Number three. <laughs> I forgot about Into the yeah. top three. The big <laughs> moment. Into the top three. <laughs> In- the big three. <laughs> In at number three, it's Samovar Tea House again uh, with Mirabelle. They put on Instagram that it's their favourite blend for cold brewing and for good reason, it got a tea total of 34. It held the top spot for a number of weeks, but it got knocked down to number two. That's right, Tea Pigs Chocolate and Mint. Taste 10 out of 10. Mint chocolate chip? Yeah. What did I say? Chocolate and mint. Oh, that's what I've written (laughs) on here. Because I think that's what it is on the... Yeah, it's chocolate mint on their thing. Oh, I thought you said mint chocolate. We've been calling it mint chocolate chip all the time. it's the same thing, isn't it? People have been searching for it, wondering where it is. Well, they'll get over it. Number two. That was number two. (laughs) Yes. With a score of... Oh, where's it gone? Lost it now. (laughs) (laughs) 36 out of 40. But just pipping it to the top spot, number one, Bird Health. Bird Health? That's not how it is. Goodness. This is at the big moments. You think you can edit that out? Right. Go. Bird House Breathe Easy is at number one. 10 out of 10 for taste, 9 and 9 out of 10 for smell, a tea total of 38. It is our top cold brew tea of the season. Excellent. Seamlessly done there, Ellie. Yes! (laughs) 
Ah. Herbal tea of the week. Put your hand in my big box. Pull out a cassette. We have no idea right now what's on it yet. But then we press play. We'll hear what we get. It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette. The good news is it's a short one, Ellie. Yeah. The bad news is you're not going to like it. Oh, God. Because <laughs> it's another tape. I think from the same time as the one we did a couple of weeks ago mm. of me DJing. Oh, God. Uh, so I can't really say my DJing is improved because I think it's from the same time. But I'm pleased to say that for people who enjoy adolescent David Eagle DJing, <laughs> he's another little bit. So let's see if there's any improvement, shall we, Ellie? So if you remember the last time, Ellie, yeah. uh, Alice DJ made a big appearance. Yeah. Like, I tried to mix everything with Alice DJ, and then it didn't work, and then I tried to make, oh, well, try another one, see if that works with Alice DJ. Well, it appears that uh, even this is a, even though this is a different tape, I've not learned not my lesson. <laughs> I'm still trying. Here we go. <laughs> I have to point out that it's live because some people will be listening going, this can't be live. He's got, can't be doing this live. It's so brilliant. He's obviously recorded, re recorded. No, hold on live. I think the song's better off alone. I have to say, this bit, I think, is absolutely inspired. Listen to this. Listen to what happens oh next. God. Here we go. <laughs> so I tried to do the dirt, 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 dirt yeah. with the ew from, from I Need a Miracle. Yeah. Ew, 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 ew. Yeah. <laughs> David Eagle in the mix. <laughs> but then there's a part of me now that wonders whether I am trying to be comedic with this because then I do this little jingle yeah. and then listen to the little thing that I do at the end of this jingle. <laughs> David Eagle in After what you've just heard. <laughs> it's not so bad. <laughs> I think I think you knew David Eagle in the mix and then it goes it's not so bad it's not so bad oh dear anyway thank you very much for listening from me David Eagle and me Ellie Skinner from me Tom and me the Australian producer and Trigger oi Trigger Dave alright Dave and who's this Oh, the, that's the person doing the sign, the signed language. Uh, <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>